0: They just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'm your GM. We're back to our normal format with all of our players together, and they have quite the catching up to do. Some music is made, tunnels are explored, and some abilities are gained. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory join back together and start exploring the imprinted echoes below Legam. To get into the nitty-gritty of some actual game-related stuff... Uh, XP. Because of the way things kind of worked out, I forgot about this previously. I am giving you guys some XP for your recent exploits. So everyone is going to get two XP for completing the task from Eidos. So taking care of the bounty hunters at large, Mm -hmm. you get two XP for that, and two XP for your individual exploits. So for your individual stuff. And I would like to give you a quick reminder of the various ways that you can use XP. It is a usable resource Mm -hmm. a consumable resource so if at any point you would like to re-roll something you can use one xp to do so it kind of gives you advantage essentially in your descriptions you also have in the same way that i have gm intrusions you have player intrusions uh, which allow you by your type to do different things i believe Uh, so if you want to spend one xp on that you can do a player intrusion um, 2 XP, if you spend it, will give you a short-term benefit, so something localized. So maybe you know something specific about this area, or for the, a very short amount of time, you're able to do a specific task better. And then for uh, 3 XP, you can do a long-term benefit. So, something more extended than that, so maybe you are you have familiarity with a particular person or rapport with them. Maybe you have um, expertise in a wider category of some things that would apply for a longer period of time or to different areas. And then lastly, what you guys might be interested at some point is for 4xP, you get character advancement mm-hmm. And so for each advancement, you can spend 4 XP. Plus four to one stat, so to might, speed, or intellect. And that can be, it, it says they're plus plus four to one stat, but my opinion is that you can just take plus four to your stats, however you would like to split those up. Oh, sure. Okay. Plus one to edge. So if you have edge and intellect and you have something that costs you two intellect points, it only costs you one. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to not spend as much necessarily. Mm-hmm. You can take plus one to effort. So normally if you you can spend one level of effort, this allows you to spend two levels of effort and make something two tiers easier. You can essentially buy a new skill or specialization. Or if you are hindered in something or untrained in something, you can become neutral in it. If you are neutral in something, you can become trained in it, et cetera. You can add plus two to your recovery rolls or reduce the cost of wearing armor. Armor cost is not something I'm really worrying about. There's technically a speed cost if you're wearing armor, but I
1: forget about it and I really don't care. Arna. Um I literally put a zipper on a tank. There you go. <laughs> Does that affect anything? Um,
0: not. <laughs> no. Okay, okay cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially what happens is you have to choose... Four of those things, and then you advance a tier, a level, essentially. And it
2: has to be four uh, different r- ones, yes. right? Yes. Once you okay. pick
0: one in a tier, you cannot pick another thing. Now, there are more than four options, um, but basically you have to pick four options and spend a total of 16 XP to advance to the next tier, and that's when certain things in your type, descriptor, and focus will kick off. hmm Okay. But until then, there are ways to kind of hone in your character and customize things a little bit um to what you feel is going to be useful to you. So at this point you have you guys at least have anywhere from 4 to 6 XP at this point. Um depending on I don't remember how the intrusions went
1: for each of you specifically.
2: I think I've got 5. I think you did one intrusion on me and then I've got the two. Okay. So
1: I've got 4. I'm pretty sh-
3: Oh. Yeah, I think I have 4. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> My XP in my sheet just says one. Okay,
0: so then you add four more to that, so you should okay. have five. Because I know I did intrusions for some of you, but not all of you, so I wasn't exactly sure now I... who had what. Okay. I don't think I did one for I you. I don't think so, no. But if you want to take five, you can. That's fine.
1: <laughs> Thank you, four. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So we can choose to spend these or take them to the advancement and use them yep.
0: there. Okay, yep. so, okay, so it, basically, what's what's going to happen is I am hopefully going to be giving out more XP than you would feasibly be be spending on okay. random stuff. advancement. Yeah, and it's worthwhile in some cases. to Say, okay, I I have you know this many XP. I'm going to spend it on this short term effect, or I really just need to reroll that, or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. The idea is that you are balancing the short term long-term, and advancement uses of the XP. Okay. So it's it's totally up to you how you guys want to use this. So if you guys want to do anything now, you're welcome to. Otherwise, we can just get going.
2: I went ahead and already did mine. Actually, I popped, uh, I did the, uh, the stat up. So I sure. put two more into speed and two more into intellect. Wonderful. Actually, wait a minute. So, um, as, and that bumps up my max as well. I'm yes, guessing. correct. Okay.
0: Yeah, it ups your max, and you guys at this point will will start well rested, so you will have um all your pools full. Okay. Cool.
3: Um, I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna take mine and do uh, one tier. I'm gonna do plus one to edge.
0: Sweet. Which one? Oh, might. plus one. Okay, might edge. Nice.
1: Okay, I just did stats as well.
0: Okay, that's that's a really good place to start, especially at at tier one and first going out the gate.
2: I have 11, 15, 14 down the line.
1: Nice.
3: 12, 13, 15. 10, 13, 20.
2: Oops. Jesus!
3: <laughs> Fine. You took, you took all the intellect <laughs> I have, stuff. I have genius, so my intellect pool is increased by five. Wow. Mm. That's what wields power with precision gets you. Yeah, I
2: get it.
0: All right. Uh, Any other questions or needs or anything that you feel needs to be addressed at the moment? Nope. Over the past week, you have talked here and there, passed along vital information to each other, and generally had an understanding of what the others have been working on, uh, but you hadn't really had a chance to catch up. Smolren, you spent a significant amount of time with Edos. Most of that time has been spent at the central structure. Although they've never said it directly, you learned that Edos actually calls this structure the orb. The only place that that is specifically stated is in their notes, which you have been given the pleasure of pouring over in your time. The notes are extensive, and unfortunately, clearly, the writings of a person who is frustrated that they have not been able to progress very far along in their understanding of this architecture or this place in general. What you are able to find through the notes is that the orb seems to be made of a very specific substance, though not directly identifiable. It is a synth of some sort, but not any of the ones commonly found. The orb also seems to amplify sound. Sometimes words said near it can be heard as far as the outskirts of the settlement. Clear as day. What you have been able to help with, though, is helping pinpoint an energy that seems to linger here. Edos has long felt it and tried to figure out exactly what it is. And with your knowledge and your Master's Notes, you're able to figure out that the energy is very similar to that of Teleportation Numenera that you've encountered before, though it is very faint. Jory. You spend most of your time with Rufus. They've been trying to find a way to kill the fungus that you found without hurting anyone. Between Rufus's building knowledge and your scavenging abilities, you've been able to make a small, though big enough maybe to hold about 30 people if they squished real tight together, dome made of a gel-like substance that has a golden gleam to it. Rufus was able to use the kaffa cocoon that Nehemiah had found, as well as the apt clay that you picked up, to make this barrier. It's incredibly strong, and it will create a dampening layer in between things. So if you want to try and turn up the volume on the orb to kill this fungus, (laughs) you absolutely can. problem right now is that it's going to take a larger power source to run than you currently have. Ah, You're going to need to find a battery of some sort. Okay. New goals. (laughs) Nehemiah, you have split your time between Dio and, oddly enough, Adriel. With Dio, you were able to go back to... Not the tunnel that you found, but you realized that Jory and Smaller had also found a separate tunnel, and you were able to help dig out and clear out the path to that one a little bit more. You hadn't decided quite to go back to the one that you found yet, given the creature that was there, but someone mentioned offhandedly that Adriel had a vast knowledge of creatures, both native to this area as well as kind of across the beyond in your conversations with her she hadn't heard of anything like what you described but her hypothesis is that the clicking noise it made is a motion detection tool something like sonar hmm. so she gave you something that might help she gave you a it is a cipher it's a dissonance cube she says it will emit a subsonic noise in the description it says that any metal object will take damage in the area for a certain hour but in this case she thinks that that's not going to be the case. She thinks it'll just be a disruptive sound. Okay. So after this week has passed, you've all kind of gathered up at the first tree to talk a little bit about your findings, to talk a little bit about what your next steps will be, and what has been interesting, I guess. For her, is there if you would like something? But otherwise, you, the three of you just kind of meet up to chat. You haven't had a chance to a whole lot in this week. You've all been pretty busy.
1: Oh, I've missed you all so much. What are your names again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> name's Nehemiah.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I remember you. I think I, I do.
2: I mean Hi. we 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 did spend a solid day together. We did. I'd be a did. little that, surprised if you forgot me this much.
1: That that was a joke, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? Oh, well, if you if you're gonna put me on the spot like that. It's 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 small, Ren. Come on.
3: Just checking. Okay. <laughs>
1: Anybody want some Ben Bane?
2: I'm good. So what you been up to, Jordan?
1: <sighs>
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm
1: kidding. I deserved every single moment of that. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing now. I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. I had so much fun stuff, but no, 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 nope. it's gone. I'm just kidding. I-, I was doing things. There's this fungus. I'm trying to get rid of it. It seems to react to frequencies and sound and that sort of thing so been working on that that's been a
3: blast you know so <laughs> is this like hmm, some sort of sentient fungus or just a plant it depends on how you define
1: sentient
3: has it tried to eat you no
1: at least i don't think it has if it has tried to it hasn't done very well because i'm still here and so are all my digits so there
0: Thanks for checking in. <laughs> the Nehemiah and Smolren, you've, you've heard whispers and talking, not like secretive or anything, but kind of like talking throughout the various people you might have interacted with. That there's been this fungus that is growing on some of the grain crops that the farmers have been trying to grow out here. And it's just making the, the grain unusable and inedible. So they're trying to get rid of it in some way. They haven't been able to kill it using any natural methods. So Jory was investigating a way to try and get rid of it.
2: In my head, Jory looks like uh, Luca from Chrono Trigger.
1: I would have to look that up. As embarrassing as that is, <laughs> it's. I I had
2: to look up the name. I had the character in mind, but mm. the 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 name did escape me because it has been many a year since I've tried to play that one.
3: Ah.
1: <laughs> okay. What, what was? The name? I've got to look it up now. Come here, phone.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah, I can see that. What was, the, what was the name
1: again? Luca, Luca L-U-C-C-A. Aww.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just going off of all of our reactions, that's accurate, because that's how all of us react to Jory, too. Yep.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Jory
3: well, is not... only one rung below BotBot Bot on the Adorables.
2: <laughs> <screen. laughs> oh, no. Botbot. Don't worry.
3: It means we never will Fan... let anything happen
2: to you. Oh, Fan boy. favorite BotBot. Bot
3: not how i pictured
1: her physically but it's like i at the same time i completely get it i sure like that's what what her spirit looks like yes exactly exactly 100 (laughs) percent. luca
2: is the color of her energy Uh, (laughs) yeah uh it's been uh kind of a a weird one for me too actually i've been uh helping dio out we found a tunnel not terribly dissimilar to the one that you two found but it's been uh it's got a big old thing at the end of it.
1: you're gonna have to be more specific than that what kind I really
3: wish like like I could a stone be stone or a creature or I,
2: a big
1: whirlpool or like,
2: like a like a creature, but made of metal and alive but not alive is it nice or uh too, it too did it it seemed to make an effort to not kill me, but it did not want <laughs> me getting behind it. <laughs> Which either means I really want to get behind it, or I really don't. Why not both? I mean, because those are conflicting ideas?
1: Because maybe it's protecting you by not letting you go behind it. Could be something very bad back there. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Who's to say?
3: Or it could be something important, valuable, or otherwise useful, and it doesn't want us to get to it.
2: Darned if we do, darned if we don't.
3: Well, I think my week hasn't been nearly as exciting as yours. I've been helping examine the orb.
1: That could be exciting. Well, what did you find?
3: Not much. It's been resisting pretty much everything we've thrown at it. All we really know is that it's made of... All one material, but we don't know what that is. We know that it gives off energy similar to a teleportation cipher, but it isn't like any teleportation cipher either of us have ever encountered. And it seems to amplify sound, but we don't know how or why.
1: Have you tried asking it?
3: (laughs) actually I don't think we have and Smallrin you've never seen Smallrin look bewildered and Smallrin looks very slightly bewildered I look very proud <laughs> I would almost swear it's not sentient but I will have to ask if we've ever actually directly tried to speak to it
2: hmm. I mean probably yeah. worth a shot yeah. Yeah, don't shoot. think it's going to do much but
3: worth a shot I mean, myself, I tend not to answer questions unless they are directly addressed to me, so. I've picked up on that.
1: Directly addressed to you? As in, you don't like to put words in people's mouths? Because I think I do that enough for, like, everybody. I think you would think I, that. Yeah, you I'd would just think
3: rather that. not put words into my own mouth unless I really have to.
1: Well, then how do you speak?
3: Because she has to. How do you know I'm speaking? what if this is all in your mind
1: it's you know what that's okay because you're very nice and at least it's not like voices saying ah you're the worst person in the world and you know i'm good i'm good so thank you
3: i've never thought of myself as nice but you're welcome
0: dio person that nehemiah had been working with is the hunter that jory ended up being roommates with yeah
3: oh you have a roommate now
0: i do because i did ask everyone where they had shacked up. And so Nehemiah has a hammock at the first tree. Jory ended up with some of the other denizens of this area. So she ended up living with some of the hunters.
3: And Rin set herself up a blind um, up on a rooftop. Multiple (laughs) blinds on multiple rooftops. No one knows where they are. (laughs)
2: That's why they're called blinds. Can't see them.
3: So
0: in your discussions, I'll give you guys kind of a an overview, so not all the information has to be in character. Smallrin and Jory separately, individually at different times, went to a tunnel that had been found and uncovered a bit in the southeast portion inside the city walls and found a couple of different things. Each of them found a couple of ciphers, and I believe Jory was the one who figured out that the ground was a little
1: wet there. Yes, I think I did because I was looking up well stuff as well. Yes, yes. as well.
0: (laughs) Smallrin was investigating the tunnel, did a lot of talking to Adriel, and I think that's pretty Mm -hmm. much it. That's pretty much it. Okay. In addition, Jory took on a lot of projects, very much trying to keep herself busy. She mm-hmm. took on the fungus. She took on trying to figure out why the well inside, just outside the city walls, was running lower and drier than it should be, which I don't think she actually found anything Not yet. out about directly. Not yet. Nehemiah first investigate an area that Sling had been kind of snuffling around and found a kaffa larva which is something that can be used to create something called silister which is a very strong golden thread which is what rufus used and also found that other tunnel with the creature that he described previously and came back after that because it was big scary noisy yeah big big
2: big scary noises <laughs> and me. not a lot of things do that
0: it did i i that that is the thing that happened so you guys are just here to figure out your next step if you want to do anything together if you need information traded if you want to strike out on your own on anything there is plenty to do i can also help guide you or direct you if you would like that but again i give you the decision as players first
2: I mean, i'm i'm good to help out however we can far as i can tell the thing that seems maybe not most pressing but most interesting is that tunnel i found but Somebody else has another direction they want to head. I'm not going to say no to it.
1: It seems the most dangerous, I guess, kind of.
2: Almost certainly, yes.
3: So I want to do that.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. The look on your face.
0: I'm
2: getting bored. I was going to say, I didn't really peg you for a a danger seeker there, Malrin.
1: I did. Well. (laughs) Danger.
3: Within a limit. What's the limit? You don't want to know.
1: Well, now I'm extra curious.
3: We'll talk, maybe on the way to this tunnel. Oh, good.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> I'm so nervous.
0: <laughs> so you, so you guys are heading to the tunnel that is south and mm-hmm. outside of the city wall. Yes. Is that
1: correct? The one that Nehemiah found the creature thing yes. in. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So why don't you tell us, um, what exactly you saw down there? Anything else that might I
2: mean, be the big synth thing mm-hmm. enveloped in shadow at times. Like you can shine a light on it and it kinda dissipates a little bit, but I see. Was um
1: anything interesting or different about the walls of the tunnel? Any sounds, any so smells? So it goes
2: from it goes from being like an earth tunnel. Yeah. like we normally get to a synth like metal on the walls and it's real uh, i it kind of gave me the Jeebus, you know
3: and the creature itself you said metal did it seem to be mechanical or uh, best more... as i
2: can tell yeah like yeah it's real weird i'm i'm not i've not seen anything a whole lot like it really like i've heard about you know these autonomous figures that guard the ancient temples of the last worlds but i've never really run into one that wasn't i was a i was a guard not a not a ranger
1: what you think that's what it is a temple Seems...
2: i mean maybe
3: oh neat I who like knows the idea of that there could be all kinds of stuff down there it also might have more information as to what the orb is, if it's the upper reaches of some sort of temple. That's true.
1: That's true. If it's on the very top of a temple, maybe it's like a weather vane?
2: Maybe? I mean, that's that's putting a lot before we get there, but uh, oh. I'm going to let y'all take a guess. I'm
1: very excited to be proven wrong, because that seems like it's probably not very likely. <laughs> Also don't weather vanes have moving parts I mean it's it's kind of a strange orb like thing so who really knows maybe maybe it does maybe it makes more sense to whoever put it there in the first place
2: Cause, Almost certainly
1: yeah cuz it could it could tell the weather or the temperature or something hmm. migratory patterns of sand So um could you could you tell us one more time, maybe, uh, what exactly have you done as far as interacting with this thing? What have you tried? Well, it
2: clicked at me. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> and then I tried to attack it. Oh. And then it threw me. Okay. And didn't move. So whatever it is, it does try to maybe not non violently solve things, but it does try to you know remove people before going into uh going into kill mode
1: yeah so it just gave you a
3: warning then
2: pretty much okay
3: yes and then it does i took sound... that warning
2: and i'm returning with friends
3: it does sound defensive rather than anything else so
2: mm-hmm.
3: um did you try
1: talking to it
2: i did as a matter of fact
1: okay good <laughs>
2: that is how i opened <laughs> uh, didn't really go anywhere. Okay, be perfectly honest with you. That's
1: okay. That's okay. I feel like that's the first thing to try.
0: For more specifics, the clicking was a very regular pattern, and something I feel that Nehemiah would mention because it was something you made distinct note of after you left, but not, might not remember. When you tried to attack it, your sword spear did go through it.
2: Yes, it phased out.
1: Oh, oh really?
0: that's
3: exciting.
1: That is exciting.
2: I thought you might like that. Yeah. That's why I remembered it so clearly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is good to have a clear, succinct, and all-inclusive catalog of the information that you gather.
2: It is, isn't it?
3: You make your way
0: south, and what you see is something akin to... sinkhole essentially it looks like a an area a little rocky that has sunken into the ground that if you look down into it is a hole but also has a tunnel that continues on in one direction the other direction has been closed off and, and caved in by this the rubble from the sinkhole
1: okay um so you can lead the way there (laughs) Maya Niawada
2: <laughs> Alright. Just um keep your guard up and uh I will go ahead and um unsheathe my sword spear and carry it out in front of me defensive like and pop on in.
0: Sure. It is a little bit of a drop, but nothing that you guys can't kind of clamber down into. It is dark down here as you walk forward a little bit the light filtering in from the area above only travels so far is there anything that anyone has that they would like to do to shed any light
3: i have a used glow globe but i think it is already tapped out
0: it is a spent glow globe but you might be able to kind of find a way to get that working again I know there are people who have other things with them, or you might be able to use some sort of ability if anyone has anything that might interact with this in any way.
2: Unfortunately, I got nothing.
0: Could you remind me what
1: Iotum is again, sorry.
0: Yes, so Iotum is basically any, anything salvaged. There are a bunch of different salvageable types of material.
1: I would like to look for one of those.
0: Because, I would um, say you already have one, because I'm pretty sure
1: you get some with your starting gear. Delightful. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I think I do too, because I have right tool for the job as a special Perfect. ability. Mm. So I feel like that will uh, be useful. Wonderful. So,
0: and you take out this glow globe and kind of lament the fact that it's not something that's uh, functioning Apparently, Jory kind of plucks it out of your hands, takes a look at it, and pulls a couple things out of her pack and just starts tinkering with it for a moment. Wee. And after a little while and a couple of curse words or or something muttered under her breath, she But family
3: friendly. Yes. Blah mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 blah blah. Riggin' fraggin' riggin' raggin'.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> she holds it back up and it kind of sputters for a second, but then illuminates ah good. that will that will cost one intellect point for that's you that's fine
1: and the item that you have I believe it's destroyed hold on um yes okay I'll just leave it then because I didn't I don't think I had anything written down that's fine okay or is it just like does it just take up a random item is that the idea? I'll look up what you were supposed to start with okay. and
0: figure out what it'll come out of. That's that's fine right now. Okay.
1: Alrighty. Thank you. Yeah. So you have this glow globe. <sighs> I didn't think that would work. But, um...
2: Can't argue with the results, though.
1: No, it's good. You continue on
0: down the way, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yes. After... After a couple feet, uh, just like Nehemiah said, the kind of rocky exterior of this cave-in kind of gives way to a synth and metal walls and floors. Um, your your feet, as you're walking, the sound that they make is a little more sharp rather than like the soft crunch of dirt and gravel. It becomes that sharp click or thud of shoes against metal or tile. Hmm the space in front of you is for the most part dark and the glow globe kind of sends a little bit of illumination out but after a couple of moments you start hearing a
1: click
2: yeah that's it just keep on moving
1: okay how much further ahead did you encounter it if you heard it start clicking now
2: probably another 50 feet okay Yeah, it's just up here.
0: you continue walking, and as you do, the clicking gets a hair faster. Not by a lot, but it is perceivable. As Nehemiah said, another 50 feet or so, and what you see in front of you is a tall, shadowy silhouette. You can't really tell anything about it, necessarily. It is just kind of this undulating... Maybe foggy purple and blue shadow in front of you. And still clicking. Noise very
3: clearly coming from this silhouette. That is nothing like what I pictured.
2: Hey, stranger. How you been?
3: No
1: response.
2: Yeah. I tried talking. It does nothing.
1: If we stop walking, does it stop clicking? Or does it just seem to do that based on how close we are? You stop moving and...
0: The clicking does not stop, but it no longer changes pace. The tempo
3: okay evens out. Smallrin takes her two forearm blades and starts clicking them together, but offbeat from what the clicking ahead is. So basically, okay. if the clicking ahead of us is on the two and the four, she's doing the one and the three. Just okay. to see if that okay. affects it at all.
0: Okay, so still still in, in the same tempo, but syncopated? Mm-hmm. Okay. The clicking does not change at all, but the what you see in front of you shifts a little bit. This shadowy, fog-like thing in front of you kind of like flattens out a little bit. So rather than being kind of this large conglomerate of it in front of you, it, it flattens out and is a little longer than it is tall.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: I'm going to clap along with the thing and see what that does. You start clapping. Oh, so God. opposite
0: then, small wren, you guys yes. have a nice little rhythm going on here. Get down! It starts beatboxing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. This thing, and then instead of it being kind of like longer than it is tall, kind of squishes back together into the the ceilings. Here are about seven to eight feet tall, and it it then it just kind of extends to the entire height of the ceiling of this tunnel.
1: Hmm,
2: that's weird. Okay, uh-huh. um,
0: what you guys? In in what you are seeing now, it does not seem as though there is anything corporeal about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You guys are welcome to make checks about anything. You are welcome to try any, obviously, what, what you're doing is changing the way that it is reacting to things. So if you want to try anything else, you're welcome to.
2: I'm just going to take out this little cube that uh, that I've got. It's like, Rufus gave me this. They are convinced that this is somehow going to help deal with that. Okay. I do have a feeling once we uh, ring this bell, it's not going to be unrung anytime soon. So if y'all want to try something, go for it. But I am kind of inclined to just hit the button and see what happens.
3: Do we think it's something that this creature is going to like or dislike?
2: I'm going to be honest, dislike.
3: I was
0: going to say, based on what it was called, uh, yeah. you were told it was called a dissonance cube. And based on the fact that this creature seems to be using some kind of... Sonar—it's
2: like a big old bat.
0: You're gonna guess that giving it some sort of sonic thing to deal with is not going to be pleasant for it.
2: A sonic enema.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
2: we got it. Yep. Band name. <laughs> Bad
1: name. Um, I would like to try to whistle then, because my thought is if we can do something audibly. That will pacify it versus exacerbate it. I'd rather go that way, if possible. Sure. Is there
0: anything specific that you whistle?
1: Just a scale. I think like I did with the fungi. (laughs) Okay. Not that that went very well, but...
0: It does not seem to react to anything until you hit, we'll say the third note in that scale, depending on where you started. Mm. At that, it kind of like ripples, if that makes sense. It bristles.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that was good or bad. I'm I'm going to just try to kind of hold on that note or mm-hmm. maybe and then maybe hold in it and then try doing it in a rhythm like syncopated. Okay. You hold it and that that rippling and bristling kind of like it it spreads out the,
0: this shadowy silhouette spreads out and almost to the entire width of this area and you can almost see through it now. Mm mm-hmm. Almost like if you, like, took putty, you know, and, like, you spread it real thin, you can kind of, like, translucently see through it. As soon as you start kind of, like, whistling that in a rhythm, it kind of shrinks back down into its original form.
1: Hmm. Any thoughts? Should I just keep that note? Or maybe we should all do it. Ah!
3: I don't know. Smallrin starts whistling the same note. Okay.
2: I will whistle as well. Okay. uh Try to harmonize. Chase can't whistle. Nehemiah apparently can. (laughs) Bridget barely
3: can. Smallren is much better at it than Bridget is.
0: Our characters Uh, can do many more things than we can.
2: That's a fact.
0: You all start holding this tone. Nehemiah, you said you want to harmonize
3: that a little bit?
2: I'll see how musically inclined (laughs) he is.
3: Sure. Are you going
2: down the third or up the third? Uh, Down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we started our band.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, we already had the percussion going. Get us like a jug or something and we can.
0: (laughs) Perfect. You all start whistling either this tone or a, a harmonic tone. And as you do so, it again, the clicking gets faster this time. Faster and faster and faster until it's almost a tone, clicking so fast that, that tone actually matches what it is you guys are whistling and humming, and dissipates. Hmm. It's gone. I'll stop whistling. Y-
1: yeah.
2: Resonance cube. All right. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Um... <laughs> oh, good. Um, I I'll step forward tentatively. Sure, you
0: step forward, Uh, and uh, there's nothing
1: there. Okay. Okay. I I think I think we're good. Did we just kill that? Because I'm gonna feel very bad if we did killed it with music.
2: I mean, isn't that how we all want to go? Really? You
1: know what? Yeah. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad when you put it that way. Ah, right. Thank you.
3: Also, if it makes you feel any better. I don't think it's possible to kill something that doesn't have a physical form.
1: Well, I like to think that anything that can display such such beautiful music has some kind of a soul, so,
3: eh. If anyone wants
0: to roll a difficulty three intellect, this is to try and figure out a little bit more about what happened here, maybe. So if you have any sort of training in perception, I would allow you to use that. If you All have right, any you. sort of training in... Can I use my
3: espionage? <laughs> sure, I'll let you. Know. Yay, broadly okay. applicable.
2: All right, so I am trained difficulty three. Right, so that'll right. take
0: it down to a difficulty two for anyone who is doing that. Right, but eight. that just
1: happens oh. automatically. Oh, I-
2: I have failed with a five. Right. Success with a six.
1: Success with an 18.
3: All, All right. right.
0: So, Smallrin and Jory both pick up on this, that as Nehemiah had said, this didn't attack him outright until he attacked it. So you're pretty sure that this was a guard of some sort, as he said. Smallrin, you think that maybe you essentially gave it the right password? Huh to let you buy. with a little more thinking about that idea jory you kind of take a look at the area around it and realize that kind of in the dust that's on the ground there are these ripples that have been made it kind of looks almost like maybe a riverbed or something like that where there's like rounded waves yeah in it like almost like wind had gone through but there's no wind that would have been coming through an underground tunnel like this necessarily does
1: it look like it was coming from the direction that we're going or
0: it looks like it would have been centered around where this thing was i see okay and with a little bit of that kind of like quick mind for like tracking and navigation you think that maybe the clicking made that hmm like hmm. it, there was enough of a of a sonic pulse that it actually was pushing things away from it and that you may be tapped into the correct
1: tone to release it essentially well i'm going to say that we did good mm-hmm. um and and call it a win yeah
2: Best as we can do,
1: good, awesome. I'm fine with that. Well, let's see what we have next, because who knows there could be another one with a different note <laughs> mm. you continue forward,
2: yep, yes, wonderful. I spear out,
0: yep, you continue forward, and you don't encounter at least immediately anything else that looks like that. You do there you hear like a flutter of wings up up ahead. And Nehemiah, you remember that you found a chance moth down mm-hmm. here, and you see a couple of these kind of like iridescent green insects flutter past you. Jory and Smallrin, these are creatures that are drawn to Numenera and, and the power that they have. They sting and it's not nice. Mm. Kind of similar to the way that like cipher danger happens. If you carry too many ciphers, it kind of gives you an effect that might be similar to that. But thankfully, they all flutter past without any sort of interaction with you. Ooh, that's okay. good. But you do know that that means that there is Numenera down here. There are probably ciphers or artifacts for the finding because they wouldn't be somewhere that didn't have those things. <laughs> <laughs> Continue on, and you up ahead in the glow of the glow globe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yep. You see a door, it is a metal door. It's a little kind of rusted around the edges, and there is a control panel next to it.
1: Um, are we familiar with the sort of technology that this is? Is this something we've seen?
0: Anyone who has been in ruins before, so I know for sure Jory. Nehemiah, depending on what what con your your group had going on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, and smaller and depending on the jobs that your group was doing. If you feel that your character has spent any amount of time in various ruins, either in the Steadfast or the Beyond, you would be familiar with this kind of thing. It's a panel that would in some way open the door. The controls do not look familiar to you in terms of what they might specifically do, but given a little bit of time, you could probably figure out either how to use it as it was meant or hack into it or something of the like.
2: All right.
1: Well, who
0: would
3: like to have a go?
2: Small red, I have a feeling this falls into your area expertise.
3: I may have seen something like this before.
2: I will step back and do a low swooping bow, gesturing <laughs> towards the panel.
3: I give you a very small curtsy back, and then <laughs> I
1: I will dance in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
3: Let the record show that Zan is also dancing. Yes. (laughs) It's it's important to know that. It is very important to know that. A small run goes up to the panel. I'm just going to continue using the ever loving bejesus out of my espionage skill. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And I would like to roll to try and see if I can figure out the first step.
0: So that'll be intellect it will be
3: level five Whew. but you are using your skills so you are trained in it uh, and i would also like to spend a point of effort
0: that's great and with intellect i think you have edge in that so it will only cost you two excellent yes success hmm. with an 18 wonderful that's great so you take a look at this control panel and this is although not identical to anything you've seen before, is familiar enough. Maybe from the same era or age of something that you've worked with before, but a quick look at it and you're able to figure out which buttons do what. And with a quick tap on the keyboard, you enter in what you believe to be the proper sequence of buttons and strokes. And there's this kind of... A whirring crunch. And you will unfortunately need to wait until next time to find out what that means. Game. Thank you so much for listening to episode 9 of Imprinted Echoes. If you can, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can also find us on social media. The podcast is on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes, and our website is imprintedechoes.com. You can also find all of our hosts on Twitter myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at ReallyBrigid. If you'd like to check out other theatrically presented podcasts, you can check out our network, Ghostlight Media, which you can find at ghostlightmedia.net. There, you'll find links to all the other podcasts in our lovely collective, merchandise, and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And with that, I would like to thank our patrons, Everett, Brayden, and Atan for their support. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenlee, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music by Justin Longacre. This is a ghost-like media production.